It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Hello once again, my name is Don Crawford Jr. This is Know Your Legal Rights, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, my partner, my friend, your friend, your attorney, your co-host, <laughs> Michael K. Cohen. Hello, Michael. What does the K stand for? My middle initial is B. <laughs> okay. Do I tell you? I'm going to have to. Tiara, do you know what the K stands for? I, I kind of think I know what he, you're going to say. He knows what I'm going to say now because K is one we never use. K stands for? Knives out. Very good. He figured that out because that is the topic of today's program. And what we're going to discuss, Tiara gave me the high five and arms up in the air because she saw the movie. Michael saw the movie or he wouldn't be bringing this up. I haven't seen it, but I I read in the um, New York Post, I believe, it's one of the top movies of the year. And there's a lot of estate planning issues uh, related uh, to that movie or that movie relates to those issues and Michael wanted to address that because a lot of people saw it I don't know anything about the movie so I'm going to speak with ignorance but I'll let Michael elaborate why it applies to today's program yeah I you know I thought that you know here's an everyday living situation they it's made into well I don't know if it's an everyday living situation it was a murder mystery okay. type of whodunit type of uh, movie uh-huh. and so but it touched on estate planning issues and you don't usually think of the boring topic of estate planning in a thriller of a movie uh-huh. so but so i thought well maybe we should talk about that just because it does um, kind of address some of the issues that estate planners have to look at mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know that I, I for those who i don't want to spoil any kind of movie but i'm gonna uh, if you haven't seen it uh, but i'll kind of have to talk about a little bit without telling the end how's okay. that fair enough the uh in this case the wealthy patriarch of the family decided to, he made a a new will. There's a lot of famous people, by the way, in this movie. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm sure people have heard of Jamie Lee Curtis and Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig. and Anyway, there's a lot of famous people. But the um, famous actors, there's, um, so the wealthy patriarch has a new will. And the new will and sorry to spoil this for some people uh, is has everything goes to the caregiver righty not to his family members okay we've heard that and seen that movie before over the right, past right, okay. right 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 and he was murdered shortly after he signed the will okay so the first thing is you have to say well gee um, what do a state planner or what do people think about if you're the one that gets cut out? Well, what do people think? They have a will contest. So what's the first thing that beneficiaries might touch on? Uh, we need to contest that will. Sure. She duped them. She lied she to them. them. So, she brainwashed them. So what if, you know, if you have a will contest, is our will, a lot of times people have no contest provisions in their will. Mm. Do you? 
Okay, I don't know. So most oh, people do. Explain what no contest means. Oh, well, you, you, you say, okay, if you uh, contest this will, you get either, you get cut out mm-hmm. in effect. Now, will, do you think uh, if you have a no contest provision that you're automatically set? A lot of these, every will or every trust that we do has a no contest provision. Mm-hmm. But does that even mean that they're necessarily cut out if they contest the will. Mm-hmm. Well, and what do they have to lose? Well, it depends. So if you just say a dollar, what do they have to lose? Right. A dollar. So mm-hmm. does that going to stop you from contesting a will? Right. Probably not. So what some attorneys do is they say, well, how much will it, how much will it take for them to have to run the risk? Mm-hmm. Is it $10,000? Is it $20,000? Is it $100,000? I don't know. And, it's, of course, they could then, wouldn't they balance also the legal fees to protect right, it? Right, right, defend right. It? I mean, okay. a lot of things, it's just a matter of uh, what's your the risk reward. Right. Just like anything in life. Uh-huh. Why do t- I'm not a litigator, but if you're in a, and in, in, as you know, a couple, you know, we talked about at the end of the year on one of the shows, I don't like the fact that sometimes this is the way the world works, yeah. but people say, okay, what, uh, what is the risk? How much can I, if there are a lot of attorneys do things on a contingency, let's say you had a personal injury, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, I think I'm going to be able to collect more, so I'll be willing to take the risk if you think you had a good enough case. Mm-hmm. I referred out somebody on a, a negligence at a nursing home case uh, recently, and the attorney that uh, that I feel all the, have all the utmost confidence in the world said that there wasn't enough. Uh, he didn't think that the even though the, there was maybe negligence, he didn't. He thought the cost was too great that he wasn't willing to take it on a mm-hmm. contingency. So what's the risk and reward? Here is the risk of uh, losing X amount going to be enough to uh, versus the reward that you might get. If uh, you are successful. Mm-hmm. Now, in getting back to the, uh, so one thing that from an estate planner's perspective, we says we always have to consider that somebody may contest a will. So let now, me ask you before you go any further, I don't want to lose the question. When will a judge say, even though there's uh, no contest in the estate plan, what's an exceptional situation where the judge will say, oh, well, that's different. I didn't realize that. Yeah, there are a lot of situations, and so they're, they cut to see if there's a good faith effort, if there's a reason, if there's good faith mm-hmm. that you could do things. So, for example... Good faith means they meant well, all good well, intentions? Well, I mean, if, or if, if, the, if the action was brought in good faith... Okay. If the action was brought in good faith, then we'll say, okay, we'll let the case proceed. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, any it's not just wills, by the way. It could be trust. It could be, I think we may have even talked about it in, in December. I'm not positive. Do we talk about the transfer on debt deed that got overturned by the probate court? We did. Yeah. And the reason was they thought it was procured by fraud. Mm-hmm. Somebody may have uh, lacked capacity. You know, usually there's a few equitable arguments. Is there... Uh, was it done? Uh, did the person know what he was signing when he signed the document? Whether it's a will, whether it's a uh, trust, 
whether it's a transfer on debt deed or any other de- mm-hmm. uh, any other type of document, did they know what they're signing when they signed? If you mm-hmm. had a ladybird deed, if you had a transfer on debt, it doesn't matter. Anything could. If you didn't know what you're signing when you sign it, it could be overturned. Mm-hmm. In the in the movie, that wasn't an issue. But remember, <laughs> I think I told you about this uh, several years ago. Uh, the we a lot of times we ask. You know, usually when we have a questionable capacity situation. We usually get even like a neurologist or geriatric psychiatrist or psychologist to sign a cap- have an affidavit swearing that the person had enough capacity. I'll never forget that I had on the day of election, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody by this comment, but this was an actual story, uh, that I asked an older an elderly lady. I said, "Can you tell me?" It was the happened to be the day of the election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and I said to her, I said, can you tell me who is running for president today as I'm trying to determine mental capacity? She stopped and thought for a second. She said, a jerk and a crook. Now, <laughs> I, I said, well, I think that's capacity. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't know who you say which is which, but whatever the case may be, uh, you have to determine it. So if somebody doesn't have sufficient capacity, then then you can't, it shouldn't be good. Or if there's undue influence, uh, that's another thing that was brought up in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, was it done under duress? When was the proximity of the uh, signing of the will to the death? Sometimes, if there was some sort of situation, what is, is there an unnatural bounty of effect, uh, who is a is it somebody who shouldn't usually take under the will? Does that make a difference? Say it again. What do you mean by that? All right. It, what happened in the movie? In the movie, the caretaker, not the children, was a the beneficiary. Okay. It was a caretaker, uh, an independent professional, or was there yeah, a relationship yeah, there? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah, yeah, I was like the say, butler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So just this person taking care of me. I'm going to give everything to the person that's taking care of me. Okay. Wow. Well, in the real world, just like in the movie, people would argue undue influence. And in Texas, the court would say, yeah, you could go forward because here it is, somebody who's not usually one that stands to take. Right. So this would be good faith. Here what happened. The person died shortly after the will was signed. And it goes to somebody who's not normally a beneficiary. In the real world, that would could very well be contested, and the courts, and at least in Texas, would let that proceed. Yeah, but it sounds subjective because we said shortly thereafter. What's shortly? Is that a month? Is that a yeah. year? What well, I mean, a lot of times the people think, oh, or, I mean, you we could sign wills that are on the date. That we've had people sign a will and they die later that day, oh but they have to know what they're what they're signing. I see. And you have to be there. Shouldn't be any undue influence. Now this could be so. It could be that um, you know you don't. Sometimes if you have uh, somebody who's a beneficiary, mm-hmm. you don't want them in the in the same room <laughs> right. when you're signing because right. they might say, "Oh, there was undue influence." Remember, uh, I, I told you the story a long, long time. We've talked about it several times. Uh, on the show, how I had somebody who came uh, with their daughter, and I let the daughter come into the room just because mom, who was elderly, had no teeth, and I needed her to 
if, if I couldn't understand things, I thought, well, I'll just ask the daughter. And you remember the story? Yeah. Right. The story was uh, all mom had was a home. And I said, and she had like seven children. And I said to the uh, elderly lady, I said, uh, who do you want your home to go to? And she said something that was unintelligible. Uh, or and I could not understand her. And so she said, and I said, okay, well, I, I'm sorry. You know, I must be getting older myself. I had some trouble hearing you. So can you repeat what you said? And again, she, uh, who did you? I said, who do you want your home to go to? Again, I said, okay, I don't understand what that is. Uh, and so I said, daughter, can you tell me what did your mom say? as to who the home go to. Oh, that's easy. It all goes to me. Yes, yeah, is. of course. There you go. Right. So if there is there's a question you see. So obviously you don't want some situation like that. What is undue influence? Can you, we know what it means, but give us two or three Well, if you cannot independently do something on your own, okay. really, if you can't un- independently okay. do things on your own, right. if you can't make a um, – yeah, if, if somebody says, uh, okay, so let's say that that daughter was in the will – uh, was in the room, and um, the mom says, uh, "How do you want me to have it go to?" Okay. You know, now, because I, when I when I hear the phrase "undue influence," I think someone was pressured in some way to do something well, could against be. their will. Well, that would be more uh, duress. Duress. That would be oh, duress. So, well, so that. that's another excellent. They're not synonymous. Yeah, there's, there's three. There's different equitable arguments. Do okay. you have a sufficient mental capacity? Do you have uh, undue influence? If you don't do this, uh, you know, whatever, you're, you're no longer feel like that you can independently okay. make your own decision. Or if you're a duress, okay, I got a gun to your head, okay. yeah, or else I'm not going to ever speak to you, or this or that, or I don't know, whatever. Then it may be uh, an issue that, that you cannot, um, uh, it, you know, then it could be obviously been overturned. Okay, and if that's the case, then you may be, you may experience something like that mental capacity, undue influence, or, or duress, uh, which in my mind uh, equals, uh, or equals pressure on the individual, unnecessary pressure. But any of those or other estate planning issues or government assistance uh, certainly should occasion you to go to Michael's next workshop, the Estate Essentials Planning Workshop, which is Thursday, January 23rd, which is Saturday, February the 15th. And uh, the way to sign up for those workshops Basically, is to call Michael's phone number, which is 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, and tell Jennifer or whomever answers the phone, I want to attend the next workshop because they're free. And you can bring a friend or two to sit in on them, and you go, you ask questions about your individual situation, or a question. Michael writes it on the board, he answers it, and you walk out of there personally enlightened because Michael is very knowledgeable, educated, and I think most importantly that is required is that he's very current on what the laws are and what you can and can't do. Even he goes to movies sometimes too, <laughs> and he sees movies like Knives Out and can talk about undue influence and matters like that. So, and then if you attend Michael's next workshop, again, either uh, on January the 23rd, which is the Thursday, on February 15th, which is a Saturday, you would then be entitled to a free vision meeting, which then allows you to really get down to brass tacks about your individual circumstances for an hour alone and privately for Michael to look at your plan, maybe I wouldn't say shoot holes in it, but point out maybe some of the weaknesses or liabilities that are there. And I think Michael's taught me over the years too, he almost always finds something 
were numerous things wrong with the plan in his opinion, objective opinion, that he points out to people on top of being Machine Gun Mike and all the time ask you, had you thought about what if did you know? Had you thought about what if did you know? And you, your head will start to spin because he's so good at this. And he doesn't read. He doesn't read in this meeting except for right now he's going to read something. Um, but he just knows this stuff so well because he's seven days a week. And if he's not watching football, he's on top of this for your sake and for his. So the way to sign up for both the workshop and the visions meetings is to, go to, is to dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to Dallas Elder lawyer.com dallas elder lawyer.com because and i'll just keep talking there it's the entire cheesecake menu you get to have cheesecake factory you get to download his podcast if you want to hear the program again which is easy look at his newsletter see what's going on in michael's life read about michael cohen and why you should not only attend his workshop not only attend the vision meeting but give him your business if there needs to be changes in your state plan or you need government assistance and it is completely worth your while because I consider him a superb attorney, and so do most attorneys in the state of Texas. Well, thank you. I appreciate the that. Truth. Um, uh, really, the the idea is to go to the free workshop. It's it's no obligation, and it's an educational process. Yep. You get to know whatever it is that you want to know regarding estate planning. Uh, it it could be anything from dealing with wills or trust to something as simple as powers of attorney or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and you say, well, maybe I have a power of attorney, or maybe I have this, but did it, you realize X or Y that you could do this or that that you may not have known? Yep. And it's free. It's just a. It's no obligation. It's just a matter of just learning. Uh, and so it's no obligation. If you do go, as you said, Don, if you do go to that free two-hour estate planning essentials workshop, then you also get a free vision meeting if you should so choose. And I asked Michael uh, before the previous show, what is his conversion ratio, respectfully and professionally, because that's the way we talk in terms of knowing how many people will go from A to B because of salesmanship and service. And Michael said he believes conservatively 90% of the people that attend the workshop go to that private vision meeting, again, yeah. all of which is free. So my point is that if you were to go to the workshop, you will not leave there disappointed and probably go to the vision meeting. Yeah. We started doing these workshops, oh, gee, over seven years ago now. Wow. And the uh, they gave them more and more popular. And so there are a lot of times there's a waiting list. So if you do want to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop where you'll have an educational per- process where you'll begin to learn about your own issues and those of others, and uh, I think you won't feel like it's a waste of your time. Nope. In fact, I think you'll find it be very productive. And if you want to go further, and like you said, 90% of the people, it's even though there's no obligation by going further, mm-hmm. that when I say further, you get to know about your own individual situation. Uh, then you go to a free vision meeting uh, and learn even more about your own situation. Of course, uh, there's also a, a couple other benefits by doing this. Uh, the, Of course, the most important one is getting the free KWM coffee mug. Right. I mean, who could ask for anything more with Valentine's Day coming up? Mm-hmm. We, 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 would not be remi- we would be remiss if we did not mention that in the chip clips that yes. KWM so grateful, graciously um, gives to all of y'all. You but, think that? I'm looking at it now because you drink your <laughs> coffee out of it. Does the sh- shape of Texas and the fact that it's got a red border around it, can you 
make the shape of Texas almost like a Valentine's heart if you just move uh, a little bit of the top and no, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't know yeah. you, you're the I'm not the I'm only creative when it comes to estate planning okay. I'm not creative when it comes to coffee mugs. okay great <laughs> I don't think we can do that they won't know it's the state of Texas anymore that's for sure well but. we should expand because it is to, it, it is a our population is expanding so we need to increase our borders true <laughs> Boy, there are a lot of people moving to Texas and there's another point if you have moved to Texas and recently discovered the station and the program the laws are not the same in all these states, no, especially in California versus Texas. Well, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Uh, you're right because a lot of people are coming from California and also from other states. New York, Illinois, those are the top three, I think. Yeah, so the rules of each state are different. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have to talk. In fact, uh, sometimes we have people who have properties in different states, and we have to talk to different mm-hmm. people. Sometimes it's different types of trust, uh, right. and so the laws of each state are different. It could be something as simple as a uh, medical power of attorney mm-hmm. that uh, Texas likes their own statutory mm-hmm. language, or uh, you could add extra stuff to it, but they don't like the uh, those of other states. So it could be any number of things. Or other countries, we've learned. That you did the, the, all oh, my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, it can so. get really messy. Mm-hmm. So attend the free workshop. Uh, Michael, I want you to elaborate on this a little bit more than moving but, but, knives out. But go ahead. Excuse but me. But before you do that, the mm-hmm. only way, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it or I not, did. that uh, the, the way to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop is to simply call 214 720 0102 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. I, I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, just because just a will contest is not, there are some exceptions to the rules okay. that it's not just saying, oh, I don't like X or Y. So, okay. for example, if you said, oh, I want to challenge the appointment of an executor, uh, does that mean it's a will contest? No. If I demand an accounting, when you have a, a, a will, mm-hmm. You have to have an accounting. Um, you have to do. There's like an inventory, uh, and an, uh, that you submit. And if somebody asks for an accounting, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's not a will contest. Mm-hmm. Another thing is if there's not only um, uh, a suit to remove an executor. So if you remove an executor, that doesn't mean you're contesting the will. You think, oh, the executor is doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is if you don't like the way that they characterize the property. You know, a lot of times property differs if it's community property or separate property. So they say, oh, that was separate property uh, and not community properties. This is really important when it comes to second marriages. Uh, I know we have a case right now where it was a second marriage. The person did a will one week before the the. Uh, before he died, mm-hmm. he had different beneficiaries other than his second spouse. Oh. And so now there's the question about characterization of property. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does that mean it's a will contest? No, no, it's not. Um, so, and, and if they even challenge the inventory, you know, you say, what's the value of the assets? Is it really only worth why? You know, if you said, oh, it's too expensive to have a business appraiser to determine what the value of the business is and you just come up with some random number can somebody challenge that of course they can yeah yeah yeah. so so there's lots of different reasons um those are just a few Mm -hmm. of how you that it's not considered a will contest okay 
Um, well, anyway, so so in the movie, getting back to Knives Out for just a second, because we only have a few minutes left, uh, I thought, I, yeah, so we've talked originally, we said about Will Contest, as we've kind of gone through, Undue Influence. You know, will Contests are not unusual. And, and as we, uh, I think that the amount of, and I'm not a giddy, I'm not a litigator, but we have to be cognizant of these things. Sure. Um, will we expect more Will Contests in the future? The answer is yes. Why? People are living longer. A lot of times people don't review their estate plan for years. Mm -hmm. Big mistake. Things change in life. And so the the failure of people to review their will plans, they say, ah, you know, I did a will 17 years ago, if they did a will to begin with. And they didn't, eh, nothing's, eh, what do I need to do? I'll take care of that later. And then something bad happens. Mm -hmm. Or I'll let them deal with that. I'll be dead. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Right, right. So, you know, the whole idea of estate planning is saying I love my family. I want things to go the way I want on my own terms and conditions, mm -hmm. whether I'm dead or disabled, mm -hmm. not just what happens when I die. And a lot right. of people only think about death. You mentioned that in Knives Out, something about slap statue? Uh, Slayer statue. Slayer statue. Yeah, me. yeah. So just like on life insurance, mm -hmm. if, if you kill somebody and you're the name of the beneficiary of the policy, you can't benefit. So in in, in in nearly every state, including Texas, mm -hmm. now the, the Slayer statute differs from state to state. So sometimes you have to be convicted of homicide, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's manslaughter, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's they have different rules. But the bottom line is, if so, let's say in Knives Out that the others, the others would love to have the caretaker convicted of murder. Right. If she was convicted of murder, she can't not benefit from the will. So there is so so you know so anything you can imagine similar to life insurance policies right, that yeah. doesn't do not allow you to commit suicide. Well, some you know actually it's interesting you mentioned I know it's not anything to do with the movie, but mm -hmm. uh, some policies say if you commit suicide within a certain period of time. Interesting. So if you you could do it. Uh, if you say, let's say it was a two year, two years from purchase of the life insurance policy, and you did it on two years in one day, then you might be able to collect. Not that I'm encouraging anybody Please. to commit suicide. <laughs> so, uh, but you're so similar, but somewhat similar in that respect. Okay. But so here, a popular movie is talking about a lot of estate planning issues that we really don't seem to bring to light. It's about time, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we talked about. Will contest, mm -hmm. which we expect there'll be more as people age and live longer and they haven't reviewed their plans. Mm -hmm. Undue influence, we talked about different things. Can, are they? So what do you do on that? Do you mm -hmm. have you have somebody even in a husband and wife situation? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you might, sometimes you might have them in different rooms. I wonder now because of this day and age too, there's more contests because there's more ways to document what you want, like digitally. Well, he said on Facebook. Well, she said it in a text. Et cetera, et cetera, which then could, I'm sure is a can of worms. Yeah, remember we talked one time so, about that Australian will where we had the, the, he had a text message that said, I want to change my will. I want it to all go to my son. I'm and the honored it, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be in Texas at this time, but I can imagine that, that will time, as time changes, things will change here as to, to digital assets are getting more important. Yeah, it's complicated stuff. Well, uh, do the old-fashioned way then and listen to the radio, listen to KWM, listen Know Your Legal Rights and attend Michael's next workshop. That's once again on Thursday, January 23rd at 1 o'clock. That's once again February 15th, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com.
Dallas.com. Dallas elder lawyer Michael Cohen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 214-720-0102.